So tonight, what we're doing is um, a discussion on developing a culture of prayer in youth ministry. Okay? Developing a culture of prayer in youth ministry. One of the things that I get asked often in my travels is, uh, how do we teach students to pray? How do we get our leaders praying? How can I, as, as a leader, right? How can I develop an effective uh, prayer life? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about. Now, in, in the blog that we'll post on Tuesday, I'm going to post about 10 different ways to help you uh, create a prayer strategy in your own life, which I think will then in turn create a, pray, a prayer culture in the youth ministry. It starts with a strategy and then turns into a culture, okay? So what I'm gonna only do tonight is hit five because we can't do them all. Uh, I like to keep these at 12 to 15 minutes, okay? So thanks for joining in. And if you wanna get the rest, you can, you can log in uh, later this week. Okay, so developing a, a, a prayer strategy. Let me read this text from Luke chapter 11. Most of you are familiar with Jesus talking to the disciples. And uh, while, while he's talking to them, they interrupt him uh, uh, with the regularly scheduled, scheduled program and parables that he was teaching them. And it's found in Luke 11. And it, it, one of the disciples says that uh, Jesus teach us to pray. Jesus teach us to pray. And what happens is this discourse, Jesus takes them into this discourse, the Lord's Prayer. Most of us have heard that before and we've prayed that before. But then what happens is, in the next few verses, he begins to uh, tell the story of prayer and how important prayer is. And if you go back to the same setting in Matthew 6, it's the same story that's told from Matthew, not Luke, okay? From Luke 11 back to Matthew 6, Jesus spends the rest of the chapter dealing with uh, a prayer strategy, why we pray, where to pray, how to pray, the, our mindset when we're praying, it's, a, it's an amazing teaching uh, in Matthew chapter 6. So, and really, it moves into Matthew 7 also. But the one we're dealing with here is taken directly from this, this uh, text that I just read. Jesus, teach us how to pray from Matthew uh, 6 and Luke 11. So let me give you uh, these, these important points. How to develop prayer, a prayer strategy in your own life so that it bleeds into your student leaders into your adult leaders, and then ultimately into the culture of the youth ministry, okay? So, number one, developing a prayer strategy. We have to learn that we pray to know, we don't pray to ask. I get it. I know oftentimes, you know, people say, well, man, what's the point of praying if we're not asking? And Jesus told us that we should ask. That's true. That's true, but I'm telling you, the point of prayer is not asking. The point of prayer is knowing. And if we get that wrong, then we get into this mentality of gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy, right? And we, all we wanna do is take and all we wanna do is get. Prayer is not about taking and getting. Prayer is about knowing. And if you can begin with that simple little point, understanding and knowing God, then it will drive you to greater prayer because the only people that really don't pray are people that don't pray. <laughs> I know, 
I'm a genius with that, right? The only people that don't pray are people who don't pray. Because once you start, it's very difficult to stop. And that's that idea of, of the knowing in prayer, okay? Second point of increasing prayer in your, in your own life. The second point is get an accountability group or partner with you. That is a great assist, a great help in prayer. Now, at this point in my life, I don't need that. I don't need someone to stir me to prayer. I don't need someone to call me and make sure that I'm praying because I've developed that discipline and those patterns and those habits in my life. But as a youth leader, it might be easier for you to share the burden of prayer by going to your youth leadership team, okay? Whether that's the students or whether that's your adults and develop a prayer accountability team. In other words, two or three of your leaders put them together, two or three of your students put them together and they group text with each other and they're learning how to keep each other accountable because once that builds patterns of obedience and praying, then it's easier for them to be stirred to pray because somebody else helped them. Now we're hoping that at some point we don't need someone to tell us to pray, right? But that's where maturity comes in. All right, number three, number three. Uh, way to increase prayer in your personal life and then the culture of the whole youth ministry. Number three is set a time in place. Okay? Set a time in place. I love to talk with youth leaders and ask them about their prayer life. Something as simple as, hey, you know, uh, tell me, when do you pray? How do you pray? What's your prayer life? What's your devotional life look like? Right? Just that idea of, Ask, getting into that conversation. And oftentimes, the awkward part of it is will sound something like this. Well, yeah, yeah, I pray. I mean, you know, I, I, I pray with my, my family. Um, I'm praying for the schools. I'm praying for, you know, an awakening in America. Um, uh, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I mean, what do you mean? And when I hear comments like that, I start, to, I start to get the idea that maybe they really don't have a prayer strategy about a place and a time. Because most people who haven't set a time and a place to pray aren't praying. Okay, maybe they're dropping 911 prayers. Maybe they're dropping prayers in a hurry. And, right? that, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a strategized place of prayer. If you go back to um, Luke 11, that verse that I just read, where the challenge came from the disciples, teach us how to pray. The very first verse right before that says this, and Jesus was in a certain place praying. Read it, that's what it says. Jesus was in a certain place praying. Now I know in the text, he just didn't have one place. As a matter of fact, if you read the gospels, Jesus prayed in the mountains, he prayed at home, he prayed on a boat, he prayed at the beach. But oftentimes, the Bible would say something like this, a phrase like this, and Jesus would get away in the morning, early in the morning, and he would go to a place and he would pray. Now, I'm not a morning person. Maybe you are. But the important part is setting a place of prayer. Because I believe if you will set a place of prayer, then you will keep prayer in its place, in its priority for you. I've set a time. I've set a place. It's very important to me. Nothing gets in the way of it. I'm, I spend at least five to six days a week, unless I'm traveling or something else is going on, in that place at that time. And nothing interrupts it because I know now for over 16 years that has been a commitment in my life. So nothing is going to get in the way of it. 
So that number three in building a prayer strategy and discipline in your own life that will then build a prayer and strategy discipline in the culture of the youth ministry is setting a time and place. Number four, and this goes, it is almost the opposite of what we're just talking about. And that is you can pray anywhere. You can pray anywhere. As a matter of fact, sometimes maybe that's the best place to start. Maybe it's difficult for you to set a place and a time and that's, you know, you're not focused on that. Then learn to pray everywhere. Pray in the car. Pray at work. Pray at school. Pray on the team. Pray in practice. Pray pray at church. You know, maybe you're there two days a week. Then spend a few minutes after every message praying. Go to the altars every time you get a chance. Because now what you're doing is not just, you know, leaving prayer that, that, that discipline maturity every Tuesday at this time or in the evening at this time. You're starting out by saying, I can pray anywhere. I can pray anywhere. And I, and, and I think those two, three and four work in tandem. And so I'll, I'll make sure that we manuscript, you know, the, that and get practical with those two. All right. Number five. Number five way to pray is be silent. You want to remove the difficulty of prayer? Pray without words. Listen. Man, that takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Now I don't have to have this flowery phrase or I don't have to start with this this, uh, clock model, you know, the 24-7 model. Now I don't have to read a book or pray through, you know, those are all important things. And you'll see in the next five that I'm not going to talk about now, but I'll, I'll post on. There's, there's things like praying the classics and praying the scriptures and praying in the spirit. Uh, uh, pray, praying without words is critical for those of you that are still learning that prayer um, discipline. Because sometimes, if you go back to the first thing I said, praying to know, Sometimes just listening allows God to minister to us and it takes the pressure off. So I want to challenge you to use one of these five areas, okay? To to walk through these five areas. And then, of course, I said, like I said, I'm going to post five more uh, creative ways to, to build that culture. Listen, it takes time. If you truly want to build a prayer strategy in the youth ministry, you have to begin with yourself. You have to develop that on your prayer team, adult, student leaders. And then that will be caught. That what you what you teach will be caught. You've heard that before. Sometimes it's easier to catch something than to teach something. So I want you to work on that. Um, let, me, let me leave this with you to challenge you again in this area of prayer. I always tell you that I love to give you a resource. I want to give you a resource. It's called it's called Spiritual Disciplines by Richard Foster. Many of you have heard me talk about this. If you're watching this and I've been in a youth leadership session with you, you've heard me talk about this book. This book breaks down the disciplines in the spiritual life and it makes them celebration. It makes them uh, uh, attractional. It puts them into practice. So Richard Foster, The Celebration of Discipline. There are several others. I'll post those too, okay, on the manuscript. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. You, you know where you can find us aside from this. It, uh, later on, uh, earlier, earlier in the week, uh, 
Tonight I'll do some editing with this, and then we'll post this onto iTunes, we'll post this onto YouTube, go over and follow us there, and you can watch this anytime you want. You can play this for, the, for your youth leadership team, hopefully that'll be a blessing, and we'll see you again right here every week on the Youthology Live podcast.